0: Is
1: urgent care urgent <laughs> care. urgent care
0: urgent care is the place you go when you don't have any other option. Urgent care. Urgent care. I see a lot of myself in this caller yeah,
2: Same here. We 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 now, Petra, did your computer think you were making music this week?
0: No, my computer did not think we were making music this week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. And that's good because we're not making music. We're making a podcast. And that that's podcast true. is called Urgent Care. Ooh. And my name is Bruno Mars. Who am I looking at?
0: You're looking at Kesha. (laughs)
2: Yes, Bruno Mars and Kesha coming to you from the year 2013 when we were at the height of our power.
0: That's right. We're doing this episode in character, JK. (laughs) 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 We would never do that because we don't have the ability to. (laughs) No, we're
2: way too lazy, way too lazy. Um, What we will do, though, is take your calls and your emails uh, wherein you ask for advice and we'll give you advice. And some of it will be good and some of it will be bad.
0: And it's up to you to decide, but not let us know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Please no feedback. We don't want any feedback unless it's good.
0: Unless it's good or for someone else. Yeah. And even when it's for yeah, yeah. someone else, the underlying uh, agreement is that our advice was good. You're just adding something. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So now that we've got the ground rules set up. Mm hmm. I think it's time to dive in to a little segment I like to call. Meetra, how the hell are you? <laughs>
0: um, Good. We just finished. We're not completely done editing Deborah's, but we just finished like our last like big week. So I'm feeling really good. There's still a few weeks left of post on it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just been a really uh, – hard but rewarding process. So uh yeah, that's my big my big uh headline of the week. Um other than Okay, that, how about
2: something personal, okay? Work-life balance. I was Work-life balance, bitch. Uh, Work-life balance. I know.
0: Well, the, the, so this week I really actually did not have any balance and I was sort of around the clock work, no life, um which I didn't like because I feel like I've been doing a good job of um taking time to like relax and take care of myself and i didn't do that at all this week uh and i'm really feeling the results of that mentally but but listeners i met chelsea today tiny producer chelsea (laughs) And you know you hear that Chelsea's tiny and then you meet Chelsea and she really is tiny. She is
2: so <laughs> small. It is so crazy.
0: Because I thought, you know, Joel's a boy, like there's a different there's a different mm-hmm. like we we probably have different definitions of this.
2: Oh, uh, exactly. And then
0: I see Chelsea and Chelsea is just really tiny. <laughs> you you,
2: you got to squint to see her. You got to squint.
0: <laughs> well, I got halfway to my car, realized Chelsea was in my pocket. Had <laughs> to walk all the way back to the restaurant. <laughs>
2: oh, che- uh, what is it? What is it? what's what's the what's uh what's uh the, the, Whoa. what's uh, <laughs> <laughs> producer in the closet, Chelsea in the closet, Indian in the cupboard.
0: Gotcha, producer mm-hmm. in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Producer in the pocket.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it was awesome. Now, was this a
2: social call? Was this a work call? What was this?
0: I would say a social call where we also talked about work because we were, you know, we're working women.
2: Yo, yeah, girl bosses.
0: Yeah, it was, I would say, yeah, like with any sort of gathering of the girl bosses, it, the conversation veered towards work, but then, then wasn't all that. Yeah. Oh, and Joel with the vape again, another visual thing, but I, I just have to call out the vape because I'm, not, I'm on record. I don't support the vape. I want the vape out after the movie.
2: <laughs> the, the vape is not coming back with me to LA. I swear. That's
0: great. It <laughs> cannot, cannot come to our home.
2: It's going to be in the studio.
0: It's not going to be, be in the studio. It is not going to be in the studio.
2: <laughs> Every time I disagree with you, you're gonna uh, you getting a vape cloud in the face.
0: <laughs> well, good thing we never disagree. Joel, yeah. how are you?
2: Um, I am loopy and exhausted right now. Um, I am uh, halfway done shooting this movie. Um, wow. And we did a lot. Of, I know, it's crazy. It feels like... Uh, it, the same time that I've been... I it feels like yesterday that we started, and it feels like I've been filming it for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. It's good, it's good, it's good. We did a bunch of overnight shoots this week, um, and it's going to be... It's going to be... It's going to It's. Fun. It's going to be um, a movie. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it sort of consumed my life in a big way. I, I don't really have the mental capacity to do anything else, um, but come home and watch YouTube videos. um, Any highlights?
0: Any (laughs) highlights.
2: Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, people playing video games that I've already played.
0: I bet Um, that's so
2: soothing. It is really soothing. Like, I've been watching... There's a game called The Last of Us 2 that um, Engineer Ryan is familiar with. We've talked about it on pod before. And I've been watching someone play this game. And it's a zombie post-apocalyptic game. And you play as this young girl going through the zombie apocalypse. And I've got to tell you, watching this person on YouTube play this game, it really makes sense that this young girl survives the zombie apocalypse. Watching myself play this game makes no sense that this girl survives the zombie
0: apocalypse. <laughs>
2: Just a lot I, of screaming and running and hiding
0: i love i mean i I've talked about it on the pod, but like watching potty patty potty <laughs> watching, watching pa- potty watching potty watching patty play death stranded is like. Yeah, incredibly soothing to me. It was really cool because it was just gorgeous and, like, the music was so good and the acting was good and, like, the story was... Like, the concept was just so weird. I mean, just felt like I was watching a show, sort of, but it was, like, slower than that and really, really relaxing. And also just, like... Because I, I, I don't enjoy playing those games. I just... I'm not good enough at, like, operating the controller. I just didn't grow up doing it and it's just not a part of, like, <laughs> how my body and mind can connect. But... Watching someone else do it is really cool. Like all the fun of the video game without the stress of like trying to keep someone alive.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My um, my situation is a video game designer, and um, he like I I it's one of my favorite things is to watch him play video games. And he I can't remember what we were, what how it came up, but at one point he said the other day, as a joke, like I don't play games, I design them. And I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "That's an incredible Real Housewives tag," mm-hmm.
1: because my
2: brain is broken. And I was like, "And I was like, now you have that in case that ever comes up." And he was like, "When would that ever come up?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, babe, it'll come up just, just if you. If wait. You're you, are around you, our
0: little circle of yeah, friends." I
2: was like, "Exactly." I was you like, "You better have that
0: have me, locked and loaded, sweetheart. <laughs>
2: have it at the ready." Or, you're, or guess what? If you don't have the Real Housewives tagline at the ready. You pay it for dinner.
0: <laughs> I still don't have mine figured out. Really? Yeah. Do you have yours?
2: Yeah, it's famous.
3: <laughs> what is it?
2: <laughs> if, if money is the root of all evil, I'm the tallest tree in the forest.
0: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Excellente. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not there yet. Um, it'll come
1: I, to you I when like, it comes to you. Well, what
0: I feel, what I think is difficult about it is that I don't really know like what kind of housewife I would be. And I feel like that, you know, cause like, I feel like, you know, Giselles or Ashley's or whatever like they they play to like their behavior on the show absolutely um, really all the like even even all the Potomac ones really they they always do but I feel like this season of Potomac in particular the only thing messier than two boys is me smash got to her like being in a room for four hours getting <laughs> wreaking havoc and getting back in the van and <laughs> leaving <laughs> <laughs> Legend.
2: Oh wait, um, really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. I swear to God, listeners, really quickly. Thoughts on Escala?
0: I'm not impressed. <gasps> Whoa! I'm just not there yet. But I I don't I don't think it's I was talking to my friend Betsy about this. And the reason I'm not there yet is because of the, uh, the way that she's being edited where I just don't feel like I know her personality at all yet outside of her like challenging the women. So I I'm like, I just don't care yet. Like, I feel like so far she's just come in and been like, I don't like what's going on.
2: Our apologies do our apologies do.
0: <laughs> I do like what she's saying. I just don't feel connected to her yet. Okay. I well,
2: feel. You really, I'm going to put you on a call with Matt Rogers and he's really going to dress Does he you love down. her? Oh my God. Matt and Bowen are obsessed with Escala. I believe Escala is now their favorite housewife. Um and <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, actually I'll say this. Matt unironically stands Candace Dillard. He thinks, I think Candace is his favorite housewife now. And I think she's my favorite housewife now.
0: I mean, Um, I think she's having a really good season. Like, I am not over the way that she has been yet, but I'll say she's really making me laugh. She (laughs) was trespassing. (laughs) Her just, like, under the jail. (laughs) She'd be in jail. She'd be
2: under the jail. Under the jail. (laughs) (laughs) That is a brilliant line. It's a brilliant. Line. Under
0: the Jail is like Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Her fashion it, I don't remember the whole setup, but just Under the Jail is like it's legend. It's so funny.
2: Have you have you listened to Drive Back yet? Her single.
0: Yes, I've, I watched the video.
2: Oh my god, it is I think unequivocally the best Housewives song um to be mm-hmm. produced.
0: I think it's like I mean I, like excluding Candy
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we have to exclude Kim. that's that, that That's like a real
0: musician. <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: that's like a real musician.
0: I would say she is the closest to real music that the Housewives franchise has seen.
2: Yes, she is brushing up against real music, for sure. I think um, so. She is dry. You know, it is, my favorite part of the video, though, is her entering. She enters a rest like this diner with her boyfriend and immediately goes, I've always wanted to try this place and it is so, like, it is a, acting it is a, in the video it is a diner it is a diner i've
0: always wanted to try this place <laughs> <laughs> they're like improv like anytime any like i love watching people and knowing that like it was improvised because you can always tell when someone's like yes i'm i'm so excited to try this like it's always being like I, i'm so excited <laughs> um okay anyway um Yes, I did watch the song. I think the song is pretty good. <laughs> it's no coffee and love, but... <laughs> <laughs> coffee and love are best syrup hot.
2: <laughs> I, um, I will say, okay, so that concludes um, Housewives chat for the top. Um, we, we should give people... In the description, we should give people timestamps so they can skip ahead if they want. Um but I was on the, I was on Reddit the other day and I was looking at the Lost Culturistas Reddit and there was a whole thread about how like somebody was like, can you, can someone tell me every episode where they talk about real housewives of Potomac? Because I just want to listen to them talk about real housewives of Potomac. And someone chimed in and said, you should listen to Urgent Care with me, Johari and Jolking Booster because they talk about Potomac a lot on
1: that <laughs> podcast.
0: Because yeah, they actually um, haven't done their job yet. They no. simply talk about the stuff that they watch on TV. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: Oh, and okay. Last thing I'll say, Salt Lake City trailer looks phenom.
2: I mean, top to bottom. Stars, every single one of them. Um, everyone is firing on all cylinders. I it looks cannot... like they're
0: talking about everything we want them to talk about. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. There's like... Uh, the. the uh, I mean, it's incredible. Meredith Marks really weaponizing. I'm disengaging. Disengaging!
0: Uh, to scream that work. is so incredible funny. Work. Is so funny. God, okay. We should get to the cup dates. Um, yeah, I guess so. Look, I don't wanna. <laughs> I wanna yeah, keep I talking know. about housewives.
2: <laughs> I know. We just wanna be bitch sesh. That's all we wanna be. I
0: guess that's true. There are just certain weeks, like certain weeks, I don't wanna talk about it at all. I don't care. Sometimes, just wanna be bitch sesh. Um, Okay. Let's get into the cup dates. Um so okay. we have our first one, which um is a response to the person that we um we were giving advice about like uh ways to uh be wild now that she's like kind of been boring for a year. This is on the episode with yes, Rita. Yes, yes. um mm-hmm. I and I had said watch out for shoplifting from Target, and this person had something to say about that.
2: Oh,
1: Hi, um, I believe this is a refill of sorts. I just wanted to comment. This is really such a throwaway comment. But Nitra said that Target really um, builds like a felony case against shoplifters. And I'm sure that that's true for some. And I don't know if maybe I have like a shifting like little face, but their um, facial recognition can't track me. But I just wanted to let everyone who's ever shoplifted from Target know from someone who's been arrested for shoplifting from Target that I don't, I think that that's a scare tactic because I um, got away without having a misdemeanor on my record. Um, And I'm sure that that is some amount of like white privilege. I don't know. It's the court system, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I would just suggest being careful and don't ever take more than a hundred dollars in one go because then that's how you're going to get a misdemeanor. Look up your state laws and all that shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I think that I probably shoplifted a felony's worth from them in my time. This is a parody phone call if Target is listed. <laughs> this is a joke. And this is a joke podcast. And I am a scripted actor. Um, but uh, I paid it all back in my court fees and my bail fund. Um, so yeah, uh, basically just be careful, but I want to let everyone know, don't stress that bad. Um, I think you'll probably be fine. Uh, I had two roommates who stole a whole mattress from Walmart once. Um, yeah, we're all queer, uh, queer anti-capitalist thanks baby <laughs> um, but you'll probably be fine okay um, also this was Harry Puss the Spy if anyone remembers alright bye Harry Post the Spy I forgot wow really what, a,
2: what a hit what a hit um, um, yes thank you so much to Edie Falco for um, recording that call <laughs> for us um, really expensive really expensive and a, and a bear to work with but I'm glad we got that call
0: that was an am- the amazing performance, completely performance. scripted parody, but some really helpful tips for anyone looking to take on a similar role yeah. <laughs> in their lives. <laughs> a masterclass Absol- in acting.
2: And let's be clear we here at Urgent Care are pro shoplifting.
0: From big corporations.
2: Big corporations. Not yeah, small yeah. businesses. Not mom and pops. Not mom and pops.
0: Not mom and pops, oh. but honey. Target's asking for it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, as a joke, haha. Okay. <laughs> so then we had a couple ad, uh, ad, uh, advice pieces for, what was it? Cough.
2: Cough. He.
0: Cough he. No, Cough
2: gay, gay girl. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I thought these were two, we have two sort of quick voicemail updates uh, of ways to sort of make the apps work for you that might uh, make it feel a little more stressful for someone who is having trouble on the apps.
3: Hi, I'm calling with a cup date for Cough he meets gay girl um so i've been using hinge and tinder for a long time and sometimes i will match with someone or come across someone who i might know in real life so maybe i've seen them at an event or we have a mutual friend um and i just feel more comfortable meeting up with those people because we have more in common and i don't know i just that's how i've met um, people I've dated and, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents about, um, the apps and what you can do on them. I am bisexual. Please don't me on my face.
0: Great.
1: And one more. Hey guys. So this is some advice for coffee, gay girl. Um, I have dated like half of New York city from dating apps. And so I know a little bit about this and also hate the small talk on the apps. And my suggestion is to call them. It is such a power move. Um, I do agree that you wanna skip the small talk, but I will also say there's never been anyone that I've had small talk with and the small talk was bad and you meet up in person and it was good. Whereas like you can have good small talk on the app and meet up in person and have it still be bad. So I would say, couple of messages. If there's some banter, but you're still like, I don't want to waste my time. What if they suck? Call them. Your gut will tell you in 30 seconds whether or not they're worth pursuing. Um, okay. Best of luck. Bye.
0: I love that. Okay. I would never. Okay. Great advice. Ever have thought to call someone?
2: <laughs> this is. Um. I actually think this is a big thing in the gay community on hookup apps. I frequently will have guys be like can we FaceTime first? Because they don't believe they want to make sure that they're not being catfished.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, FaceTime makes more sense to me, like, but like a phone call. Yeah. It does feel I, very powerful.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm um,
0: very scared to do that,
2: but all good advice. In fact, and to, to the first caller too, I will say that is actually more often than not what I hear success stories from dating apps. Is that like, it is someone that they met like once at a party that they then saw on a dating app and matched with.
0: It just is comforting to have a little bit of context for someone.
1: Yeah. It makes it Seeing feel a lot them, less
0: stressful. And like, also like you, you know that there's probably someone you can ask about that person too.
2: Yes. And it's just like, it's nice to know that like, it's just nice to know what they feel sort of tactilely like 3d in the flesh. You have a good sense of like what they look like from the angles that they do not have any control over.
0: And, yeah, also it's like what, if there's like a little bit of overlap in your communities, then they probably can't do anything. I mean, they still can be crazy, but it's like they they might not do anything super, super crazy because then it will ripple through the community that you share. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, I think that helps a lot. I, I like that yeah. a lot. Um, great. So we have one more, um, and it, it's um, – you guessed it, about the restaurant. <laughs>
2: Let's hear okay. it. Okay. Corkage fee.
0: Corkage fee, Corkage
2: fee. Hi, Jitra and Mole. Mole and Jitra. Uh, so I'm listening to your podcast. Had to stop immediately because I've had too much caffeine. And I'm loving these ideas for the restaurant. However, <laughs> I feel like you failed to take advantage of this great opportunity with the fortune cookies and your catchphrases to include, Ya Padina." Obviously, this is a great way to break down gender stereotypes and cultural norms for who pays and who expects to pay on dates, making this the perfect place to go. And stress-free, you don't have to worry about who's paying because you have to talk about it. You just have to try and avoid the fortune cookie. Anyway,
3: uh, please sit on my face uh, kindly. Uh, adios. Kindly.
0: What? So the- What? The bill, you find out who's paying for dinner by opening up a fort, one of the fortune cookies at the end. So, like, everyone, else, everyone at the table will get a catchphrase, but then one person will get you paying for dinner rather than us deciding. How do you feel about this? So, I brought this because I was like, I, originally I thought it was a great idea, but then I was like, no, like we should be the ones that get to decide every time.
2: Yeah. I don't I just like
0: feel this. like we should have that power. It's our restaurant. We decide who pays for dinner.
2: I love this guy. I love him like a son. I love him like a son. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say he's gay. I actually, even <laughs> if he's not gay, he is now. And I love him like a son, I would suck him off, but I don't like this idea.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to hear because you know it I thought it was like great sort of like constructive feedback, but wanted to make sure we were on the same page and we had yeah, th- yeah. We're a yeah, united we are. front against our callers. <laughs> we're
2: yeah. We brought we brought him on specifically to say Sir, thank you. No.
0: But I didn't know. I didn't know what you were gonna think. Because originally no. I thought pretty good idea, stress reliever. It's just left to chance, but it can't be left mm-hmm. to chance because no. that's just not the urgent care way. We don't need to chance. We decide.
2: We decide. Um, and it's actually really stressful for us because it means we have to be at the restaurant every day, all day.
0: For the whole time. Yeah.
2: For the whole time. Every meal we preside over. Um, that's why it sort really- of has
0: like like limited hours for sure. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more like a pop-up than anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, should we take a little break and then get to the new ones?
2: I need it. I need. I actually need it.
0: Okay. <laughs> and we're back. How was the break?
2: <sighs> I feel like a completely
0: different person. Yeah, you look refreshed.
2: Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so we have an email here. And you know what? I'm going to read it.
0: Wow! Oh
2: God! I I haven't read it previously today, but I'm going to open it up and I'm going to read it right now to everybody. Okay, <laughs> so this is a cold read. Everybody, cold read. Okay, and just little, wait, just wait, just 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 wait, just wait,
0: just wait, but <laughs> not too long. Lo- Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello, Joel, and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I'm a bisexual woman. She, her, hold for laughter. <laughs> who is my general aesthetic oscillates anywhere from person actively unpacking from a camping trip to eighth grader who just discovered punk. I am telling you this because I have been asked to be the maid of honor of my best friend's starts in a Catholic church and ends at a country club wedding. This is my friend from high school and she's pretty Catholic. She falls somewhere between the current Pope and liberal theology of views. So traditional, but somehow liberal at the same time. And I have not yet come out to her. My question stems from the fact that being a maid of honor in a traditional Catholic wedding requires me to participate in a slew of absolute nightmare situations for my little light butch self, such as wearing a pink dress, something I haven't done maybe ever doing day of beauty with the straight conservative women who are the other bridesmaids. What would I even say to them? wearing makeup and having someone do my hair with hairspray. I have asthma. Okay. Shaving my legs and armpits. I have really spent like 10 years cultivating these look locks so that they would be a lot of hard work down the drain and generally conforming to the participating in the traditional rituals of femininity that I have spent years eschewing because they make me super uncomfortable. So my question is how can I be a great supportive maid of honor to this person for whom I would ostensibly do anything while feeling comfortable enough to have fun and enjoy myself at this wedding and not look like I'm about to bomb all over town in pictures because I've been forced to wear blush pink heels and not docks. Okay.
0: Okay. So what are we going to call this person? Um, She's a maid
2: of honor. Um, Um, the Bride, um, Kill Bill, um, Renita Green, Quentin Tarantino, um, um okay, I, I
0: might, wanna... I might have
2: taken I might have taken us down the wrong path.
0: Um, Catholic Wedding,
2: My um, Best Friend's Wedding, um,
0: my best friend's shedding. She wants to, to shave. <laughs> My
2: best friend's shedding. There we go. And there, okay. And that and now we said it. Um there,
0: we said it. Okay? The name you all okay. wanted to hear.
2: <laughs> My best friend's shedding. All right. I have an I have an opinion about this, but I, I would like you to go first.
0: Um, so to me, it just sounds like you don't want to do it. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> like the list here um is like there are just some things where it's like You know, if you don't want to, like, hang out with their friends, if you don't want to, like... Look, there are things that, like, I think are totally valid to bring up with this person. Can you wear, like, a suit or something that, like, A, like, you feel more comfortable in and, B, like, doesn't, quote, require you to shave? Also, I guess I'm just wondering, like, have you been asked to shave or are you just expecting that that is, like, what the... Like, since that's what the other bridesmaids are going to be doing, it's, like, what you, quote, should do, too. Like, I guess I'm just curious, like, how much is actually being asked of this person? And if if our person has asked, like, can I just, like, not wear a pink dress? Like, because then it's, like, if if the bride is, in fact, being, like, shave your whole body, feel, like, uncomfortable and bad about yourself for a day, um, then, like, don't do it. But also... Like, if it, if it really feels like a horrible, sort of, like, dysphoric day for you, then don't do it. Like, you don't have to do it. You could also just go to the wedding and not be the maid of honor. But also, maybe she'll be fine for you to not do any of the things that you think you have to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, my thing is, is, like, this is not about you. This is about her. And if yeah. you don't want to do it, don't do it. But, like, if you want to be a good friend, then suck it up and do it for a day. I don't really care.
0: I I just think, like, there's some stuff, too, where, like, I I feel like I've sort of, like, at times projected on my friends from back home thinking that they're going to be more, like, um, rigid about things than they'll be. And then they're actually much chiller about it. Like, I do wonder if there's just a way for you to be like, hey, I would actually feel really bad about myself in, like, a floor-length gown. Do I have to wear it? Could I just wear, like, pants in the same color? And then she might just be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it might just not be as big of a deal to her also, I, I, I like, especially for someone who like is falling in this like sort of more liberal category.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, is, I really do think that this person came here to give, uh, have us give her permission to say no to this, because listen, some of these details, I'm like, I doubt that the friend was like, you must have your hair done with hairspray.
0: To me it's like if it, if it's you don't want to wear a dress then get over it. But if it's like this is not who I am as a person and like I will feel like out of my body all day then that's a completely different thing. Like I I can't really tell. Um like uh, you know the the glam that comes with being a bridesmaid is not something that I necessarily feel comfortable in. But like I do it. But it but I'm also not navigating like uh, like a coming out situation with my friend and like things that like, I, I'm in a different, I'm in a different place than right. the person who's, who's writing in. Um, I
2: mean, God knows I've been in a part of enough wedding parties where I don't think I've ever felt comfortable being a part of a straight wedding party. Super uncomfortable is the term that we have here in the email with big red lights next to it. And it's like, yeah, that just seems like a part of it to me. Um, I guess I it's just I, that's 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 my feeling on it and like again I say if 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 you are so uncomfortable at about this then don't do it like that's the option because but like, also, I don't like, think there-
0: if you're miserable you're the person that you're the maid of honor for, if you're if you're miserable and you're acting like you're miserable, the bride is gonna feel bad too. Like no one's gonna feel good. So figure out if there's a way for you to do this and feel good and like be fun and have fun. If not, do yourself and the bride and the bridal party a favor and just like sit it out. It's okay. It's not a like you should just have a if you really care, have a heart-to-heart with the bride. And if you don't care, then do it or don't, but just, like, there's no reason to, like, make everyone, yourself included, feel miserable.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I really do think, like, if there is room to feel uncomfortable for a day because it's a close friend, then just feel uncomfortable for a day. Yeah. But that's just me.
0: Okay. Let's move on. We have another email. Um Hey, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra and Chelsea. The reason I'm writing is that I have a friend who is too supportive. They're involved in everything I do. They come to all my events, participate in every project. Um, I'll announce something, and they're the first one to say they'll be there. They buy me gifts. And recently when I announced I needed a new office, they were like, oh, me too. So I'm afraid they're going to follow me there. They mean well, but it's getting to be a lot. I know what you're thinking. Maybe they have a crush on me. But the thing is, they're married with kids. How do I kindly tell this friend to back off without ruining our friendship? Twisted ideas, welcome. Like that gas tank thing Joel said one time, but also maybe some gentle ones too. Ooh. I like this person, but we're really not that close. Oh. Uh, love the pod, sit on my face, I'll pay for dinner. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what gas tank thing she's referring to. I feel like you was one time suggested putting like a substance that wasn't gas in someone's gas tank. Oh,
2: right. Like, like what I did to Tony Compagnon. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh my god! <laughs> okay.
0: Scary
2: person. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this person is sort of like single white femaleing her. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of Ingrid goes west. Um,
0: uh, lives, um Stalker mode. Um, the roommate. Um. I bring up The Roommate like once a week on the podcast. Know, I know. It's actually I scary. I, I, and let I me just say, out, but. can I say for the record, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's weird that it's your favorite movie and yet you've never seen it.
0: Okay, so Hmm. I I feel like there's like three movies that like stuck with me so much, and I've I just recently saw Galaxy Quest, but there's a moment from the trailer where they go, we need your help, and I thought it was like the iconic line from the movie, and it's actually just a complete throwaway line. But I was like, that's the catchphrase of Galaxy Quest. (laughs) I saw it, and it didn't matter. And then um, there's this moment in the movie The Haunted Haunted Mansion based on the ride that started, and there's a moment where they go, you left your key in a mausoleum. (laughs) <laughs> that is sort of just like on a loop in my head forever. A, a throwaway line from the movie The Haunted Mansion. <laughs> but I don't know the birthdays of anyone that I love. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and of course, wow. the roommate wow, wow, wow. with Minka Kelly and Leighton Meester.
2: <laughs> Minka Kelly. Um,
0: okay, but we can't do okay. Minka those Meester again. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fuck. Okay. Um Okay. Um So they buy them gifts, sort of Santa they,
2: Santa <laughs> Claus, the North Pole. Um uh, uh, <laughs> What are you thinking? Um elves, reindeer, Christmas um
0: Um Bad vent calendar.
2: Bad vent calendar. Bad <laughs> vent calendar. There we go. Ugh. We are batting. We are two for, we are zero for two so Ugh, far. Like negative
0: um, 12 for two.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one of those Ooh. weeks. It's one of those weeks. Yeah, um, what do you do, keep do about truckin'.
0: this? Um, what do you
2: do about this?
0: I mean, you can mute them from stories for sure. Um yeah. I feel like that's one way to like the more day to day stuff you could keep them out of. Um, with, with a lot of this, I'm like, obviously this is like going to be a hard thing to bring up, but you could also like, just like consciously not invite them places. And like, it's not crazy to like have boundaries with people like, Mm -hmm. and you know, I mean, maybe it is a bit of a crush, but like, who knows? Like being, being married with kids doesn't keep someone from having a crush on someone. Um, right.
2: I, I think the thing that is very clear to me from this very short email is that this person is very lonely. I, you know, it's like a friend crush is still a crush. And I think like clearly they're, they're married with kids and like, they don't have a lot of other friends, I'm guessing. And so what you need to do is you need to redirect her affections to a different person. Okay. <laughs> this is like a, <laughs> this is like a curse. Okay. And you need to trick someone else into taking over the curse for you, that's um, good. and that. So, what you need to do is, wh- next time she comes to one of your events, you find an equally lonely person at the event that you know that's sad. You know that sad person. Is sad person. Bring them over and say, "Hey, this is my friend. I think you guys would really hit it off." <laughs> and then you sort of. It's like it's sort of like um, it. It follows really, <laughs> really, and think- uh, you. You need to pass on the curse to a different person.
0: Like, this is something that I'm kind of talking about in therapy right now. It's like, um, like setting boundaries and like being better about, um, not like, uh, like if I run into someone on the street, I don't have to have like a 30 minute conversation with them. I can just say hi.
2: Right. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. and this is like so, kind so, of a version someone, of that.
2: If someone asks you to do a podcast with them, you don't have to say yes. And then get rubbed into doing it for two
0: years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, prior to that, I had never met Joel.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, I think another thing you could do is um, really perform being best friends with someone else in front of them. Next time they come to your event, say like, this is my best friend, Mira. She's amazing. She's the only person I accept gifts from.
0: (laughs) The only person I accept
2: gifts from.
0: Starting now.
2: Starting now. I I just want to introduce you to the number one gift giver, the only gift giver in my life.
0: But it's like with some of this stuff, like you do have power. It's like if they are trying to get a new office with you, you can say you don't want to do that. You can say like, I would rather have my own space or like it might be distracting to have a friend in my workspace I would rather like do with someone that I don't know as well or whatever, whatever the thing is. Actually, like-
2: I think you go ruthless. I think you'd say, you say I'd rather share an office with someone I'm closer to or I know better.
0: Oh, oh that's good. That's so direct.
2: And that, and I that would really never do
0: that. And I,
2: I love, that. I mean, neither would I, it's so easy to say. <laughs> it's so, it's so easy to say on a podcast, but to do it in real life, that's another thing. But I do think it gets, it gets the, uh, Thing, you know, it gets the, the message across quite clearly. Um, is that okay. like I'm really, I'm really only looking to share offices with people I like.
0: But <laughs> what about this? Buy her a car. It'll feel really creepy. <laughs> It'll feel so creepy and weird and out of nowhere that um, she'll be really creeped out by you,
1: mm. and
2: then mm-hmm. she'll know what it
0: feels like. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, actually sort of really, really overwhelm her with gifts and love. And actually, maybe actually confess your love for her.
0: Text ask her, her kids. Her to,
2: Text ask. Her oh kids. my God. Yes. <laughs> Get really close with her kids. Show up to their school. Stand <laughs> outside the fence. Stand outside the fence while they're in the playground. Hey, 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 come over here. I want to sh- talk to you. I want to talk to you about something. And then just give them gifts.
0: Make a a fake project.
2: Buy her kids a car.
0: (laughs) Buy her kids a car. Then she'll leave you alone.
2: (laughs) That sure as hell will. I would.
0: (laughs) So I think this solves everything. Best of luck. Um, Okay, we have another email. Um, I will read it. Is that okay? Or do you want to read it?
2: You literally just read the last one.
0: I'm sorry, my sense of justice is off this week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you need to recalibrate your sense of justice, sweetie. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra love the pod. I'm calling because I need urgent care after I was bullied by my roommates. Quick summary. It's a house of five. Two roommates I was good friends with and the others are straight couples. Now the two good roommates moved to different cities and there is one new guy on the second floor with the couple and my friend will move into the empty room on the third floor with me in a week. Wow, lots to go over. In the meantime, we have a house meeting to discuss cleaning. New guy and I wanted a cleaning schedule for the kitchen, but the couple refused. It didn't seem worth it to press. The next morning, I woke up to a text in the house chat telling me to move my pottery and plants out of the common area. <gasps> I said that though I had previously asked and gotten permission to use that space, I was happy to talk about it if they changed their minds and figure out a more equitable way to share the space. They said I never asked and continued to bombard the chat. The next day they proceeded to bully me in person, mainly the girl. I wanted to be reasonable and said I'd move the padded boxes I'd made to transport Greenware to the studio because in fairness, they were bulky and ugly. But this didn't appease her and she continued to bully me. She forced her way in onto the third floor to look at how much space I had and started opening cabinets in a common area up there. The poor new guy tried to help by saying he liked my pottery and the plants. She conceded that some of my pots were nice. (laughs) But eventually I just caped and moved my pottery and my plants because she wouldn't let up and I was starting to panic. My question is, should I stay and fight them or should I get the hell out of here? My friend who is moving in who is also a chef, said she'd help me fight the new guy, w- fight and the new guy and I talked after and he said he was on my side. If I do stay and fight, what do I do to stick up for myself? You might have gathered I'm not great at that. Your most chaotic and deeply unhinged advice is welcome. Thank you so much. Please, please, both of you sit on my face. Also, I use they them pronouns. Okay, so toxic living situation.
0: Mold. They live- People are well,
2: marmal- <laughs> Um This is a shrinking violet who pots, uh, loves plants, um, is sort of, you know, um, it's a war, you know, war it's a war. Of the
0: roses.
2: I was literally about to say that, but I said, "Where do you go from there? Where, where, <laughs> world war? I know, world war." Um, wait, wait, wait. What about the Axis of Shival? Yay! Okay. <laughs> the Axis of Shival.
0: Axis of Shival great. Um, can evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so uh I think you do the war. You have a new person moving in, you have a new ally moving in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to outnumber them.
0: You're about to outnumber the couple. Stand your ground. You got this. Yeah.
2: I'll and quote I'm, them about the kitchen, the, the chore wheel, okay? There is going to be a cleaning schedule, all right? Because that is a fucking common area too. If they want to control the common area, then you have to control the common area. Then they have to be able then, – then they have to agree to control the common – all common areas, okay? And that is that is what you need to say.
0: It's about to be three to two. I really think – I think you're going to win. I really believe in you and I think you have to stay strong because you have a good... Sp- it sounds like you have a good space. It sounds like you have a big space. Third floor? Come on. Yeah, bitch. Get, get this couple gone or make them afraid.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Make them afraid. They should be afraid to be horrible. Absolutely.
2: They're being mean. They're being mean. To- I mean... well, I don't think they're being mean. I just think they're being a little uh, legalistic in terms of like... You know, they're not being chill. Because it I is think they're a, it being
0: mean. A- they agreed to something, then they changed their mind, then they got no, angry. No, they, they about didn't it. agree
2: to it. They didn't they agree. Did. No, they didn't.
0: They agreed.
2: They didn't agree to it.
0: She had gotten, per- the, sorry, they From had gotten the other permission. Roommate. No, they had gotten permission to use the space. What? They had gotten permission to use the shared space, and then the couple changed their mind. And then our caller removed some of their stuff to sort of, in some ways acquiesce the request and then that wasn't enough. They're being, the roommates are being unreasonable. The couple's being mean. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. And even look, they're allowed to change their mind, but also it's a shared space. So people who are all paying rent are all entitled to that space.
2: Yeah. I think once the third roommate gets there, you start doing a lot of, well, let's take a vote. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of like, if they're going to be pushy, then you have the numbers here and you start spamming that text thread with we are doing a chore wheel. We're doing a cleaning schedule. We are doing X, Y, Z and everyone else will agree. And they'll just have to deal with it. And look, you need don't... to you need to find the bully in you. Okay, You, do.
0: you need to find the things that they do that suck.
2: And never let up. Never let up. Never let up.
0: Or just be so annoying that they finally just give up. That's possible. I think that's that's my strategy for sure. When I wanna get in life. Yeah.
2: Yeah, In life.
0: Just keep talking until people are like, Oh
2: fine. (laughs) They just
0: don't want to talk to me about it anymore.
2: I mean what's the what's the what what could what recourse do they have if you don't move your shit? What, they're going to keep spamming the text thread? Ooh, scary. Oh,
0: scary. Ooh, send more texts in the thread. I guess ultimately, like, they could escalate and, like, throw the stuff away or something like that. But then then you could, like... And then you throw their stuff away. Right. (laughs) Like, you could really, truly have the war. But if it's just a text thread and a little bit of discomfort in that sense, then whatever. You've already won. You're just talking. You're just talking on the phone. (laughs) Like...
2: (laughs) You know what we used to do in college when some, one of my friends had a bad roommate? We would take cans of tuna, open it up, hide it in the bottom of their laundry for days. For days, they wouldn't know where the smell was coming from.
0: You're so scary. When you, when, when you, when you share these things, I become very scared.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't cross me, bitch.
0: <laughs>
2: or you'll get t- tuna in your laundry.
0: And then for and me And that's what they deserve. For me, yeah, I lived with someone who ate beef jerky in the shower and left it there all the time. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> because if you're someone who's eating beef jerky in the shower and leaving it there, <laughs> that, that's not a normal person. <laughs> no. Multiple times you come into the shared shower and there's beef jerky there. <laughs> Open, unwrapped, half eaten. Have you ever craved beef jerky in the shower?
2: <laughs> you know, it's never occurred to me, but now I'm sort of into it.
0: Yeah, it's it's important to take the like a sort of by definition dry food into the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really great for an, a, a
2: dried food? Humidity.
1: Yeah?
2: <laughs> They wanted wanted some rehydrated beef. So what? Who cares? (laughs) I'll
0: never forget you, girl.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I hope we helped. Um, Definitely fight back, though. Don't move out. You can also get the landlord involved. (laughs) (laughs) What? And that's all I'll say on that.
0: Let's take a break. Okay. Bye. And we're back
2: Okay, Okay. with
0: another email.
2: And it's your turn. It's my turn. Mm -hmm.
0: Hi, Chef Mitra and Chef Joel, Joel and Mitra. I'm a bisexual baker living in Seattle, pronouns he, him, looking for advice with a very frustrating but also silly issue. Four years ago, I graduated from one of those classic private liberal arts colleges in New England that costs an ungodly amount of money to attend. The student body is predictably overwhelmingly white and wealthy. Coming from a semi-rural town with huge variation in socioeconomic status, something I didn't expect was how so many of my peers in college would deny their own class privilege and perform some sort of working class persona for four years. Folks who I knew had vacation homes would dive into this alternative reality of expensive thrift thrift store clothes that seemed worn, comments like, oh, I can't believe how expensive my rent is, and writing student newspaper articles about the evils of search engines or banks or whatever. Meanwhile, their parents are paying their rents, they take part-time unpaid internships in the summer, and study abroad in Paris to get away from Western capitalism. (laughs) I thought this is... I was past this until... A few years out of school, a friend from college moved to the city I live in. Every time we hang out and any discussion of class or money or work comes up, he goes off about his understanding of the working class experience or telling someone their job is evil or immoral without even considering where anyone else is coming from. While lecturing others about class solidarity, he fails to mention that his parents, who are retired in their 50s, and in their 50, who his parents who were retired in their 50s paid 70k per year for him to get a computer science degree so he could become a part-time barista and instagram activist with a pit, big cushion supporting him financially i've tried to hint at this conversation like haha isn't it fucking wild when someone who has f- family money acts like they don't for clout but we're clearly not getting anywhere Is it worth trying to get them to understand how ridiculous this act is? Should I just let it go and walk away when these conversations start? Or is there a far more unhinged approach I can take? Love you both. Please sit on my face and I'll bake you a cake.
2: Hmm. All right.
0: Sounds good. Okay.
2: Sort of. There's sort of a let them eat cake. Mm. Marie Antoinette. Mm -hmm. Kirsten Dunst. Um. Jesse Clemens.
0: Yes. Um Instagram activist, um, part-time resta. um sort of Karl Marx. uh mm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Karl Carl Marx. Um. God, we suck this week.
0: I know, it's um, really bad. Um Marx hissed. Marx hissed. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Marks pissed. pissed. <laughs> yeah. Carl Marx Carl Marx pissed. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you. Oh, terrible.
2: We've got one more shot at this meetra after this call. Okay. Oh, great. Um, I think it's
0: really gonna work. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And, okay, here's the thing also, just for the listeners. So we're going to cut out a lot of the dead air, but just know that every name has been tortured to find, and Joel has gotten, like, no sleep for the past few days, and I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing really bad. <laughs> okay, Karl Marx hissed. Um, you could definitely stop hanging out with this person. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, that's the issue. I mean, that's the that's ultimately the um, answer here. I, the, the thing is, is that, like, is this annoying... Yes. Is this morally wrong? That's more of a gray issue.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, it's annoying. Like, it's really fucking annoying. Um, and I think, like, y- you know, it – is it – I don't know. I, it's complicated. But the real thing is, like, you're hanging out with someone who, like, seems to really piss you off. Like, mm-hmm. and you're coming from really different backgrounds, and this person doesn't seem to have any – like – to be rich and like care about this kind of stuff is like its own complicated thing. And like, I think on some level, it's good that he cares, even though he's being annoying and like has seems to have not learned the right lessons about like solidarity or whatever. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, it's someone whose like behavior and attitude and understanding of their own privilege is pissing you off and not fun to be around. And seems to be like also like annoying and embarrassing to be around. So why are you hanging out with this person (laughs) is how I feel. Like it sounds like feeling out, hanging out with this person, you are angry and you feel bad and you don't like how he talks to people.
2: Yeah, I guess I I think that like the thing you should do is bake a cake, give it to him. And on the cake, it says, check your privilege. (laughs)
0: Yeah! (laughs) Epic! (laughs) Um, Epic! Check check your privilege, Voldemort. (laughs) 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 No, but I mean, for sure, you could, like, you know, one thing I'll say is, like, you've been hinting you have not been directly speaking to this person about this. So if there is some sort of, like, cherished relationship that you feel is worth saving, then by all means say like it makes me uncomfortable when you say these kinds of things because you're not acknowledging your own background in any way when you're discussing class and wealth and privilege and solidarity and all that type of shit and maybe that will be a huge wake-up call for him but also like it sounds like like okay a friend from college moved to the city I live in so it's like not your best friend that you've been in touch with it's just like someone you went to college with There are plenty of people I went to college with who live in fucking California. (laughs) I'm not like hanging out with them if I don't like them.
2: Yeah. The thing is, is it's there's not a lot of detail here. Like, is he wrong? Like when he goes off, you know, about how someone's job is evil or talking about class solidarity, is he wrong? Is it just the background that bothers you? That's that's my but question not, here. It sounds like, like
0: less the background and more like his engagement with his background. Like, to me, those are like two two separate things mm-hmm. related. But like, if he's like, if he's like making fun of people for having like a job for an evil company or like that person we were talking about last week where it's like they like they have to work for a company that they don't like for the health insurance. Like, it sounds like this person is like judging that kind of person right, for right, doing right, right, that. Right, right. Well, also not acknowledging that, like, he can be a part-time barista because he's fucking rich.
2: Yeah, I just think you need to stop hinting. And I think you need to start interjecting with, like, I think your experience is very specific because you have this X, Y, and Z cushion. Like, I think you, yeah. every chance you get, it, it feels like this is an edge case where it's, like, you can either change someone's life or burn a bridge. And I think that, like, you just need to roll the dice and, like, start speaking your truth about what you know about this person's situation. And if you burn the bridge, you burn the bridge or you change their life.
0: Because you're not being a friend also by like sitting there, like hating them. Like, Mm -hmm. like you're also not being a good friend in that situation. So either express, yeah, express how you feel or get out of there. Like, it's just not worth it for either of you. Like this person probably like probably has no idea that you feel this way because you're just hinting. Um, And they clearly do not align themselves with the people that you're hinting at, where you're like, isn't it fucking wild? Like, they clearly don't think of themselves as that kind of person. They think, like, otherwise that would probably have, like, launched a conversation for you guys. Absolutely. So, have the conversation.
2: I I will say, though, ultimately, like, even if this guy comes from money and is, I, I don't know, I don't know if his activism extends beyond Instagram. But, like, it feels like a net good like yes people can be annoying about it and god knows like there are people who are annoying about it all the time whose politics i agree with but it does feel to me like ultimately sort of a net good like if he is sort of you know engaging with the realities but like it it feels like he's missing a big piece of it which is his own privilege so i think like you can really help him i you know by by bringing some of this stuff up if you, yeah. if you want,
0: if it feels worth it, um, cause it's work for you, but certainly you don't have to hang like it. Cause also it's like, it would, what if you said all this stuff to him? Like it could just be very helpful or really hurt his feelings. <laughs> so <laughs> good luck. Um, good luck. okay. We have one more call
1: mm-hmm.
0: and one more opportunity to think of a good name. Or we have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
2: or, we, or we simply won't be releasing these
3: episodes. <laughs> okay,
2: let's do
1: it.
3: Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and um, I have a question about a friend who is into some kind of exhibitionist type of stuff. Um, I have this dear, dear friend um, who I love. Um, and she's nice enough to help me out with like cat sitting, apartment sitting. Um, and I realized um, the, from the last time she, uh, apartment sat, that, um, that she, um, you know, will make herself at home and, um, you know, will get naked in front of the big windows in my, um, kind of living room area, which face, uh, pretty much the entire neighborhood. I'm on, on like the third story, just with a big old panoramic view of the whole neighborhood. And, um, yeah, I noticed that she had kind of done that before, but sort of laughed it off. And then um, upon, like, further reflection, realized I'm kind of comfortable with um, maybe, like, the attention that might attract that uh, to my place. Uh, But I don't want to be, like, weird and, like, shamey and sex negative about this. Um, so how do I, um, like, maybe ask her to keep her exhibition stuff um, maybe, like, to her own? space uh, instead of mine when she's so graciously helping out. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that would be super appreciative. Um, please me her and Joel, um, take turns alternating and sitting on my face. Thank you so much. Have a great day. bye <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. Of course, we would take turns. Um. Yeah. we to do it at the same time. Okay. Um. But thank you. Oh. Yes. Um. What about <sighs> Mulan? Um, <Moulin> Scrooge. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mulan. Scrooge. <laughs> Woo! Did
0: thank we turn it around?
2: Oh so God! I think that's got to be it. I mean, July. July. Sometimes. You know, I will say sometimes I think I know what July is going to pick. I think I know. I have got like a handle on July's vibe and then july comes out of left field and and goes their own way and
0: but this you is know. the only option.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's be real. July, if you're listening, this is the only option. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I think we say that, and I think July deliberately chooses something else to throw us off.
0: Which I like, I because know. then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. That one was good. But I can confidently say we didn't think of anything good today.
2: <laughs> no. We 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 actively let people down today. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, that's true. In okay. more <laughs> ways than one. <life>. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Can I say uh, – I'm going to say, and I, I feel like I've been a rude little pig all episode.
0: <laughs> well, you're sleepy.
2: Yeah, I, I I am literally sleepy. I've had at least one day where I've been up 24 hours today, uh, this week. Um, I will say I don't quite understand the problem. Is she being naked while this woman is home? How did no, she even know that she like- was being naked?
0: Well, okay, so maybe in a different call, she called twice and I I guess like the neighbors were being like were making calls or something like that or like saying like they saw someone walking around naked in the apartment. Um okay. so there has been feedback from the neighborhood, I guess. Got um it. is a detail missing from this one. Um something something along those lines. Um So Well then the
2: answer is very clear. You tell her Hey, my neighbors saw your ass and are giving and and make them the bad guys.
0: Yes. Make I, them the
2: absolute villains and say, I like, think that- they, they are giving me shit. And I, you know, I love that you're naked. I love your beautiful body. The moles, the moles that connect and create constellations all over your beautiful body.
0: I'm in love with you.
2: <laughs> I'm in love with you. Move in with me. <laughs> Let's go to Tuscany.
0: Let's take the show on the road, babe.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you make the, your neighbors the villains and say, hey, I've gotten some complaints. I love, personally love your naked body, your moles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, the HOA, make up an HOA
0: mm-hmm.
2: and say, they're going to they're gonna kick me out of my apartment if you're naked again.
0: <laughs> I think you're well within bounds to blame it on other people and yeah. you, will, they, you will never get caught. Like you Mm-mm. can just you can just do that. Like if it really bothers you, the only thing is like I, I don't really know like what grounds like y- you couldn't get in trouble for that could you? Like it's your house. You're walking around doing what you want.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like people can be naked in their own homes. And but it's I guess like it's if like he-
0: if the na- like if if it but but A friend would understand that, like, you don't want to be having your neighbors mad at you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and make up children. See, Mm -hmm. young girls. Young girls saw your body, and it's making them feel ashamed about their bodies because your body is too beautiful.
0: And I love you. Move in with me. Let's go to Tuscany.
2: Let's go to Tuscany. (laughs) Um,
0: You could also just not ask this person to house sit. If you want to avoid the conversation, by all means, you just don't have to have her do it again
2: find somebody else who will do something even weirder in your apartment (laughs) um but i yeah uh i i think you gotta you gotta create a lie
0: yeah Um, definitely don't be direct
2: (laughs) or quite honestly like fuck your neighbors and let your friend be naked in her home in your home
0: yeah for sure whatever who cares
2: (laughs) because like uh, you can't get in trouble for that it's your home you can let people be naked in your home
0: that's true but yeah, by all means, lie if you if you do feel that you must speak about it, lie.
2: Yeah, I mean that is like, listen, if you're writing a letter into urgent care or making a phone call, and you have not first stopped and asked your question, uh, stopped and asked yourself, could I lie about this? Yeah. <laughs> then, hu- then honey, don't even bother.
0: Then okay? honey, because yeah, paying
2: for but
0: dinner. dinner!
2: <laughs> okay because that's the first place we're gonna go always
0: yeah always um,
2: lie. always,
0: always lie. lie okay yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah lie great <laughs> um and that's our episode joel
2: yeah we did it this is um, a kind of this is a long one. I'm looking at the recording, but I realize we're going to cut out s- about 12 minutes of dead air.
0: Um, <laughs> and apologies to Chelsea Bryan, who had to yeah, listen to it. Um, exactly. You, you, you listeners at home will never know how good you have it.
2: <laughs> no. Never, 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 never.
0: You're never going to know. Okay. And then, Joel, um, we're definitely paying for dinner.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I actually feel like I'm paying for dinner because I... Like I said, I was a rude little pig and I didn't come up with any good names. You okay. came up with the only good name. I'm No, let me, my cards, listen, I did that thing where I, I I went, quote unquote, to the bathroom and I slipped my card to the waitress and I said, just bring the check already paid.
0: Okay, I think that's incredibly classy, but at least let me handle the tip because you brought it considering you've got no sleep.
2: Yeah, okay, you can handle the tip.
0: <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad we got that that's figured out. Thank
2: you so much. That's what he said. Um. Ah!
0: <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes! Yes! Yes!
0: Yes, Voldemort.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Thank you for the listeners. And thank you most of all to my soulmate, my roommate, uh, movie star, Joel Kim <laughs>
2: <laughs> And, hey, Mitra, I would appreciate it if you get your pottery out of the common space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wish her
3: <laughs> okay <laughs> goodbye bye <goodbye.
1: everybody. laughs>